You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about reading holiday-themed books. Not just Christmas, but we are going to talk about Christmas because obviously it's on One of the big ones. Plus, we're solving a book tech problem about reader pain and giving advice on reading in the middle of the night. But first, Bria, what are you reading? I'm reading a book that you're also reading. <laughs> oh, my God. This, while we were doing the the trivia event last night, yeah. we realized that we are both reading the exact same book. But you're not going to talk about this on this episode. No, I'll okay. talk about a different book, but okay. I will co-sign what you're going to say. Yeah. So I am reading, I think I'm a little bit further than you in it. It's called mm-hmm. Jonathan Abernathy, You Are Kind by Molly McGee. So it's about this guy, as you know, Jonathan Abernathy. <laughs> about a guy. And he, he, people call him Abernathy. Actually, until this moment, I kind of forgot his first name was Jonathan. Um, and he is in debt. He has um, like most of a lot of loan debt. And then his parents died and left um, medical debt, which which we actually went and read an interview with Molly McGee because I was curious about that aspect of it. You actually are not, you can't take on someone's medical debt, like your parents' medical debt that is not passed to you, but people will harass you for that. Like yes. you will get debtors calling you at all times. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of that happening. He's very fucked. Like his life, that's what it says at the beginning. He is fucked. And he's having a lot of trouble making ends meet. And there's this program that if he gets into it, his interest rates freeze, he gets some money, but the only thing is, is that he has to audit people's dreams. It is buck wild, folks. Yeah, so he has to put on this weird suit and go, have you gotten that far? Yeah. You, okay. Where he get, and he goes into people's dreams, and when they're having nightmares, he has to kind of flag whatever's going on in the nightmare so they can get rid of it to make the person a better worker. So it is so fucking strange. It is wild. And I, I was talking to Mallory. It's a very, um, even though that sounds very plotty, I actually think it's much more of a language book. Yeah. Because, hard vibes. Yeah. Because she's talking a lot. Like, she talks to you. You actually are kind of ahead of, of, of Abernathy through the whole book. Like, you kind of know more than he knows about yeah. what's going on. There's a lot of like, and oh, what he doesn't know is this the last time he'll do that. You know, like yes. a lot of that kind of stuff. I said that in a voice like, I don't know why. I'm going to imagine um, that that narrator voice for the whole book now. Yeah, uh-huh. and then there, but there's a lot of weird stuff he starts seeing. Yes, that's a sinister program already because it's trying to make people better workers, but it's even more sinister than you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting. He has it's it's just about him trying to figure out how how to work. And he's not this. He's not the brightest bulb. He sure isn't. And but he really tries. And he and he's nice. Well, that's the the the, the title comes from this like mantra that he repeats to himself. Like, yeah, he'll Jonathan say, Jonathan Abernathy, you are kind. Yeah, Jonathan Abernathy, like, you are working hard. You are doing well. Like he has to like kind of build himself up because his self esteem is very low. And again, he's not the brightest bulb, but that kind of makes it more interesting because yes. he kind of doesn't realize what's going on around him. Anyway, it's really it's a it's a great read so far. I sat around my house this morning and read it because I was just like, I got to see what happens to old Abernathy (laughs) in this book. My new pal. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. What are you reading? I am reading a YA book that I think you might like even though it's YA. Okay. It's called Phoebe's Diary. I used to read so much YA and now I'm like, what happened? I I, hit 40 and I was like, meh. You you passed the torch to me. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's called Phoebe's Diary by Phoebe Wall, who is a children's book author that I love. I talked to her about her a lot 
last year, I think it was. She wrote The Little Witch Hazel, which I love, and this is her YA debut. And I thought it was going to be a graphic novel, but it's actually a very heavily illustrated novel. Oh, cool. And it's taken from her real teenage diary. So she took her real teenage diary and sort of fictionalized it. it. Oh, my God. And I really loved it because we're almost the exact same age. So she was a teenager the same time I was. Oh, wow. So it's between her, the start of her sophomore year and I believe the start of her junior. So it's like one high school year. And it's just like every like journal entries. And she's a theater kid. And it's about her like getting into theater and trying to be cool and fitting in with friends and like thinking about losing her virginity and figuring out what her crushes are and like getting high for the first time. And it's so fucking compelling. Wow. Because she's such, such a great writer. And it's very like you can knowing that it came from her real teenage diaries makes sense because some of the stuff is just like so painfully honest and so painfully real and like put in a way that I'm like oh I remember I talked like that when I was an angsty weird artsy teen Mm -hmm. and again like because we were teenagers at the exact same time like it just I have so many sentiments like there's a scene where she is wearing remember those horrible slouchy boots that everybody wore in the mid 2000s oh my god yes I have like PTSD from those horrible boots I know and I was like an adult wearing them so oh and they had no support I know that ballet flats I know there's so many scenes where she's wearing them and I'm like I specifically remember as a teenager wearing those at my Kmart shift Mm -hmm. and like feeling like I was 65 years old because I had no support in these horrendous shoes. Yeah. So there's like so many little details that I, I don't want to say historical, but I guess it's that's the word for it. Like, you know, she's big into like Rilo Kelly and like just bands that Rilo were... Kylie. Kylie, yeah. yeah. B- bands that were like big during that time. Yeah, like so that. it's such I a... I would like that, yeah. I think you would like this book. Hmm. And again, almost every single page has an illustration on it. Oh, cute. Okay. So it's heavily illustrated. So it's a really quick read and it's just really compelling and you're really rooting for this like awkward teenage girl Mm -hmm. as she's navigating high school and I really fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, Phoebe's Diary by Phoebe Wall. And mine is Jonathan Abernathy, You Are Kind by Molly McGee. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Sarah wrote in to say, first time writer, long time Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad. People have asked for the slide whistle. We don't have the slide whistle. I didn't with us bring right it now. today. I know. The funny know. thing is, because I put it out, I unsheathed it. <laughs> I put it on my desk, and I was like, "Got to bring this tomorrow." Driving down to LA to record it with Bria, and I completely fucking forgot and it. We, yeah. We've Sorry, folks, but the slide whistle's here in spirit. I was like, it's a, officially the third member of Reading Glasses. God. Anyway, Sarah says, love your podcast, hot book tip, travel edition. Actually, this is a hot book tip for you, Bria. Okay. I have suffered from motion sickness my whole life, and it can really put a damper on vacation reading. Reading in a moving plane, train, or automobile makes me nauseated. Ginger and pressure point wristbands do not work. Dramamine knocks me out. I can't read in my sleep. The solution... Bonine. One chewable tablet gives me superpowers. Suddenly, I can read a book or even scroll on a phone in a moving car or plane. Seasickness, gone. Vacations just got 60% bookier. You can buy the name brand Bonine or the generic form, Meclizine, and the generic version has the same artificial raspberry flavor and 24-hour effectiveness. You can find one or both at CVS, Walgreens, 
means your local pharmacy or on Amazon, but don't shop on Amazon. For glassers in the States, Bonine or Meclizine are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can buy them with pre-tax dollars. I am hesitant to give out medical advice on this book podcast, but... This does seem like a pretty... Have you ever tried this? I think I have tried it, and I think I didn't find that it worked for me. But maybe but I you didn't... you get very intense. Right. Huh? You get very intense. Yeah. Sickness, and, though. like, I even tried the patches that you wear, like, people wear. I did that recently. They made me feel so out of it that I it was like, well, I'd rather just take Germany because I know what that feels like. Hmm. Um, but maybe I'll try it again because I feel like I tried it and didn't have a good response. I can't remember what happened. So I don't know. I will, I'll trust this Suddenly Sarah. Suddenly Bria's in jail the I next think, day. Um, I, think I'm, uh, I think I'll have to trust this Sarah because maybe I don't remember or maybe I never tried it. Maybe I was just like, well, I think that's just drama. Always trust a Sarah. That's yeah, you reading glasses. Trust that's true. WWSD. Yeah. What would Sarah what do? What would a Sarah do? <laughs> what would a Sarah? WWASD. Um, I'll try it. Sarah, I'll try anything. I would try anything to make this go away. Bria is probably the most motion sickness susceptible person that I know. Very irritating. But thank you for that hot tip. Well, we don't have the slide whistle, but maybe I'll try it and report back. Yes. Okay. Uh, Me wrote in and said, Hi, Bria Mallory. I recently had a huge vacation to LA and went to tons of bookstores in the area as well as the LAPL. That's so great. I made the mistake of buying books at the first two stores. (laughs) It was so tough to lug around when I came back home from Texas. My friends and I are all bookish. And so at every store, I got a bookmark and a sticker for each of us. This has been my most smart move because they're lightweight and sometimes the stickers are the name of the store and sometimes not. I also love buying bookish socks, especially if they have the name of the place on them because you always need socks and they fit nicely among your luggage anyways because they are socks. (laughs) I won't be buying books anymore on vacation in the U.S. and will be sticking to bookmarks, stickers, and socks. I like the idea of socks, Mallory. That's cute. And you know what? And you can wear them while you read. You can wear them on your vacation, too. Yeah. You can bring one or two less pairs of socks knowing you're going to buy some socks. Oh, you know? real smart. You can just leave that room in your bag. Something that I always think, I'm going to leave room in my bag for the stuff I'll buy. I uh, never do. No, I don't do it either. I think I'm going to leave this spot in- empty, and then I fill that spot with something that I never wear. Yes, that you, and you never will wear no, in no. your life. Yeah, it's but you literally <laughs> just junk it up your closet. <laughs> You're just like, oh, do, am I going to go to a ball this <laughs> this trip? Oh, uh, might as well. <laughs> Horrifying. There's a really good meme that Stranger Things, and it says, it's like, what's that woman's name in Stranger Things? Seven? Yeah. Nine? Twelve? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and it says 11, 11 pants like she's bringing hard and someone's like me packing for a one week trip <laughs> it's so like because I'm like uh, in my daily life I will wear a pair of sweatpants for three days yeah. but on my trip I'm like oh I, I, I'll change pants twice a day yeah 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 <laughs> no, something that happens to your brain <laughs> where you're like this shirt I've never worn I should probably bring it because maybe I'll, I'll want to maybe wear it maybe the me being in that place will be the different than the me that is here no you're you everywhere it no, sucks you're you everywhere <laughs> it's very true anyway Christine wrote in with a wheelhouse that is unreliable narrators and characters, family drama, newly added thanks to Mike Chen, intro chapter, all this shit is going down, and then chapter one is one week ago. Ooh, that is fun. I like that in a movie, too, when it's like, shows people like in some buck wild situation, and then like the movie starts one week before. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Enemies to lovers, queer het, and everything in between. Why choose reverse harems? Yeah. Wow. That's what they're called. Why not both? They, they call them white shoes now. I think maybe reverse harems people didn't like that term. There's something about the word harem that is. Yeah. Uh... So now they're called white shoes. I know because one of my friends reads a lot of them and she was like, oh, I love white shoes. And I'm like, really? And that I, is. Which maybe that should be. Oh, should that be our one of our goals on the 
listen, we'll we'll on the on the max fun we'll drive. Pick, we'll pick something wild. Okay. Weird speculative fiction. Is it supernatural or not? Thrillers, high fantasy, urban fantasy, basically all fantasy, magic. And then Christine's Doorways used to be a huge plot person. And now I'm learning that I also love character, which makes sense why I read so many different genres. Love you guys. And thanks for making such a wicked awesome podcast. Yes, I'm a New Englander. Oh, Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show, delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And quick reminder, folks. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We have, I think, four, three or four Maximum Fun Drive unlocked events coming up this December. We're having the Reading Glasses members only holiday Zoom party. We're having the Glasser Voted Book Club and subsequent Zoom party next year. We're having the Readathon. There's all kinds of fun stuff that is coming up that got unlocked during this year's Fun Drive. And some of it is members only. And But you can still, even if you miss the drive, you can still get in on it. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Sign up to support Reading glasses and email us proof of your membership you'll get in the slack you'll get invites to the zoom parties there's all kinds of fun stuff that we do and we want you to join we also want to be able to pay our bills and make the show every week yes we love it and we love you go to maximumfund.org join so before we talk about holiday books we're going to take a quick break Reading Glasses is brought to you in part by Green Chef. Folks, you can nourish your body all holiday long with flavorful meals made with clean ingredients. You can choose from 80 plus, 80 plus weekly options that change every week featuring delicious, nutritionist approved recipes from Green Chef. But what is Green Chef? It's a CCOF certified meal kit company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free. If you are the type of person that feels weird asking for substitutions when you're going out to dinner, Green Chef has got you covered. Maybe you're just looking to eat more balanced meals. They've got you covered with that too. They offer a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And they are now owned by HelloFresh, which means there's a wider array of meal plans to choose from and something for everyone to love. You can cut down time on meal prep with pre-portioned and prepped ingredients, including pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings delivered right to your door. This December, they've got flavor-packed recipes like buttery lemon garlic shrimp, harissa apricot chicken, maple butternut squash risotto and sriracha tamari beef bowls folks it's december it's the holidays we're all supposed to be relaxing but you know that we're not we got to make out christmas cards we got to wrap gifts we got to run around and do errands we got to stand in lines december is a really really busy month and it can be very easy to let your cooking go by the wayside we all know that i normally do but green chef can help you with that it cuts down on time while not cutting down on flavor and nutrition it really can help you when you are in a stressed out holiday pinch so you can go to greenchef.com 60 glasses and use code 60 glasses to get 60 percent off plus 20 percent off your next two months that's greenchef.com 60 glasses and code 60 glasses glasses somewhere in an alternate universe where hollywood is smarter and the Emmy nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thrupple, Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family. In our stupid universe, 
You can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. This week, we're talking about holiday books. The holidays are upon us, making it the perfect time to talk about books set during Hanukkah, Christmas, Easter, Halloween, you name it. Is it worth trying to save these books for the holidays? And if you've never read one, should you? Now, these books can be any genre. Romance and cozy mysteries have loads of books set during the holidays, but you can also find horror, literary fiction, you name it, set during almost any holiday that you can think of. Bria, are you a holiday book reader? Oh, uh, no. (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought the question was going to be, have you ever read one? And it was going to be, yes, <laughs> if we count Halloween. Um, Halloween absolutely counts. Yeah, but, but no, I'm not. Not unless you're like, oh, I save my spooky books for Halloween time. Yeah, maybe I do that. But no, I'm not like generally like saving a Christmas book for Christmas time. Although you'll read a Christmas book in March? Yeah. Wow. But I... I just don't even think about I don't even read that many holiday books that's what it is Mm -hmm. so I don't even think about it when I'm doing it what about you are you are you saving them up well the funny thing about this episode is we've had it on our potential topic list since 2017 no shit and why have we not wanted to talk about it because I've never read a holiday book until recently not even one not even not even once ones you have I know, but like other okay. other ones. Okay, okay. <laughs> Holiday read, books, not even once. The, we, well, I kept thinking about how we read a Christmas Carol as a yeah. As a, that was for together. like an event thing, though. Yeah, but we did read it for Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but normally, like I just, it's just not part of my reading. I love to read horror books set on Halloween in October. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it extends to other holidays. But mm. I had never considered it until recently. Okay. So speaking of, are there any that we recommend? I read a good Christmas horror. Um, I was wondering if you were going to talk about this. Yeah, Secret Santa by Andrew Schaefer. It's set in the publishing industry in the 80s at Christmas, and there's a Secret Santa party that is sort of the inciting thing that happens, and there's this, like, creepy doll thing that is given. And Ooh, it, never give a creepy it, doll for no, Christmas. No, uh, it's German, I want to say. And, and it yeah, bad things happen. And it was great. I really liked that book. I thought it was, like, a really fun read. Did you read it during Christmas, though? Nope. I did not read it during Christmas, but I have read it. But no, I I read it. Um, actually, like that was it was a work thing for me, but I really enjoyed it. it so it was it was work and pleasure, you know, <laughs> combining. Um, I just imagine you with like a cigarette. Yeah, chamber. work and pleasure. Um, uh, but it was like I had to read it on a certain deadline. Yeah. So, but that was one that came to mind immediately for Christmas. It's funny; it's a horror book and not a Christmas Christmas book. Like a there's a lot of fun Christmas horror movies, though. Yeah. Yes, but I, what I was going to say is that I, I kind of understand why there's not a ton of these books that are coming to mind for me because in the film industry, if you do a Christmas movie or something, like the Hallmark movies obviously get like rolled out, like they mm-hmm. like open a door and they come out screaming <laughs> around this time. Like, like they're all, Just an avalanche. Yeah, but um, I know that it's tough because if you do a holiday movie, they only want to release it around that holiday yeah. and you can't get like year-round like you have to be very careful about your release dates and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's probably the same in the book industry. Yeah. I would imagine you're probably not releasing Secret Santa in, you know, July. July. Yeah. Maybe you are. I don't know. But um, uh, I, I could look it up, I guess. But I, I think there's probably less in the genres that I generally read. 
mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's a lot in Cozy Town. <laughs> in the cozy world and in, in like cozy mystery, town usa and right mystery. next to horny town usa yeah, and mystery but i think that um a lot of the genres i'm reading and don't have as many um what about you do you have ones you can recommend i wonder if that's how why i've gotten more into them this year because this has been my year of cozy mysteries and romances yeah i did not connect that romance has a lot of them too right yes yeah because i was going to say the one that really got me hooked is the shady holiday stories so mm. if you have been following my cozy mystery journey i read the first Shady Hollow book by Juno Black last year or this year? I think it was maybe this year. And I just fell headlong into the world of cozy mysteries. I love them, but this is still like one of my favorite series. Mm. And I didn't realize until recently that they have, they release like one-off holiday stories. They have a Christmas one. They have a Halloween one. And I was like, I fucking love these. They're so fun. Cause it's like reading them felt like the, the book version of, watching a show that you love having a Christmas episode. Oh yeah. Which is the greatest. Oh my God. It was so, so fun. I just, I love the world of Shady Hollow so much and it was just a blast to like see it, what it's like during the holidays, what all the little woodland creatures are doing and wearing their little scarves and, and stuff. It was just so lovely. And I was like, I get it now. I get why people read holiday stories. This is really fun. Um, so I have to recommend those. I forget. I think the the Halloweenist one is called Phantom Pond, and I'll have to I'll put the other one in the show notes. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but if you love Shady Hollow series, or if you just want to read a fun holiday story, that you can read them on their own. Hmm. Uh, highly, highly recommend. Okay. Um, what's another one that you like? This is one that it's been years since I read it, but I was sort of like looking and thinking about other holiday ones, and it's Nick Hornby's uh, A Long Way Down, which takes place on New Year's Eve. Oh, I've never read a New Year's Eve book. Yeah, I remember really liking it, but again, I read it when it came out, so it was a long time ago. I thought you were going to say, I read it on New Year's Eve. I read it on New Year's Eve. No, I didn't. Again, I think I did not read it on New Year's Eve. I maybe read it during the holidays. That kind of feels familiar, but a lot of content warnings here for suicide. Uh, It's about four people who arrive at the same place on top of this building to commit suicide on New Year's Eve. Do they and, kiss instead? Um, I don't remember. I remember it being that they all tell their stories and they sort of like... That's a come. wild concept. It's a cool idea. And yeah. I mean, Nick Cormie's a great writer. Yeah. I, I I used to read all of his books. So yeah, I remember that one. It's a New Year's Eve, Eve one. Again, I haven't read it in a while, So, um, I, but I remember really liking it. What else do you got? I got a spicy one. This okay. is... Moving from Cozy Town to Horny Town. Okay. It is... Uh, Ameri- right next door. It's like a 30-minute right. drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With no traffic. With no traffic. Yeah. There's never any traffic between us. <laughs> there's never There's never any no, traffic? No, there's definitely okay. traffic. <laughs> Their high schools are rivals. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's A Merry Little Meet Cute by Sierra Simone and Julie Murphy. And the world of Shady Hollow opened the door to holiday books for me. And I just did not realize what a huge subgenre Christmas romances are. Mm. Holy crap. Mm. But the thing is, now I get it. Like, yeah, it's it very sense. fun. And this one is a very steamy one. It's about two main characters. One of them is a porn performer. And she's trying to change her career by starring in Hallmark movies. Love it. Or like the book version of Hallmark movies. And the other one is an ex-boy band member who's trying to get back to stardom. He's kind of like fallen from grace and he's trying to get back into fame. Um, and they're the funny thing is they're both secretly fans of each other's work. Oh, cute. Uh, and they're really trying to not to fall for each other because they're like trying to make this movie work. It's like supposed to be a changing point for both of their careers so they don't want to screw it up by falling in love with each other they really want to focus on doing a good job uh but we all know what happens where you're not allowed to fall in love with someone yeah 
Exactly. Uh, Wait, it, so they're both in the same movie? They're starring in the movie together. Okay, okay, I like that. I'm pretty sure Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone either just or are about to release the next book in this series, which is also a holiday book, and I will be reading it. It's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I was like, I get it now. Sign me up for Christmas romances. Like... Or any holiday. I think maybe especially during like Christmas and Hanukkah and like the big end of the year holidays. But like it just feels like everything is ratcheted up. Like, is that what it is? I was to say, what is it? Is it because we're cold and we want someone next to we're us? Cold. We're like, you know what? I would that? love a nude man. <laughs> but like, what is it? What is it that it, that makes people want to watch? 400 Hallmark movies with the same cover. Um, I think what it is, I mean, it's part of it is comfort or and at least with these books, you know, everything is sort of ratcheted up. Like people feel big feelings uh-huh. on Christmas. That's true. You know, no one wants to be alone on the holidays. Mm. People are always like, so there's so many, my favorite holiday song, Christmas Wrapping by the waitresses is all about, you know, trying to get someone all year and finally it happens on Christmas. Uh-huh. It's like the stakes feel higher. Okay. And I think that's, What's really fun about these books, whether or not it's romance or not, it could be cozy mysteries, but it just feels everything feels bigger. And also just like the set dressing is really fun. Sure. You know, but are they are they shooting the movie during Christmas time? I think it's like in December. Yeah, that makes no sense. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) we don't know how production schedules work. It wouldn't be ready for what it's going to release the next Christmas. Listen, okay. Let them have their Christmas okay, I'm sorry, magic. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> let them have their Christmas boning. Okay, fine. Let, let them let them live. But I think that's what it is. Like during holidays, it could be Fourth of July, it could be Easter, whatever it is. It's just like there's fun extra. Like we always we always have this conversation about how, especially in places like L.A., where time passing feels weirder and slower and more the same having all the decorations mm-hmm. and all the special traditions like it just feels fun and I think we feel that way st- most strongly about Halloween but it's fun to read books set in there because like it's special stuff that you don't see often yeah and I think it, it extends to any any holiday but it, I think the bit like no one's like oh no I don't have a date for Arbor Day you know, <laughs> but like, oh, I'm sure there is that book and it is, it is steamy. I it is cannot so steamy. wait to read the steamy Arbor Day book. But like if someone's like, you know, Hanukkah's coming up and I have no one to share it with, like yeah, sure. that, like the stakes are raised. Yeah, I see. I or see. like Jingle All the Way style. I got to get my kids a Christmas. Like it's just like, yeah. it just feels like everything feels bigger on the holidays. And I think that's something that's great with these books. So what do we think? Should Glassers try reading a holiday book if they haven't? I mean, yeah. If you're looking to get into the spirit of Arbor Day. um, or (laughs) By reading a book that's made of cut down trees. (laughs) Actually, great. Um, (laughs) There are, you know, there's so many in, especially the genres that Mallory's talking about, in mystery, in romance, in particularly the cozy mystery world. There's actually, when I was Googling it, there's so many New Year's Eve romance, as you can imagine. Oh, like yeah. Books. That's like the big kissing holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a bigger ho- kissing holiday than Valentine's Day. What say. about Christmas with the mistletoe? Oh, yeah, but I don't know. Okay, but if you had like, to rank them, what is the kissing? What is the order of holidays for kissing? New Year's. Okay. Valentine's. Christmas. Okay. Hanukkah. Arbor Day. <laughs> the sexiest holiday. Um, so much New wood. Year's because people have to kiss somebody on New Year's. Yeah, because it's part and, of like yeah. the thing. You don't think it's part of mistletoe? Yeah, but you can go through a Christmas without seeing mistletoe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. So anyway, if you love a holiday, like I have a friend, and he 
fucking loves Christmas. Like, he has a closet full of Christmas stuff he brings out and puts up. And a lot of people do this, but I remember being shocked because I remember being, like, 25 years old and this man had a closet full of Christmas stuff. And I was like... like, You're either wicked cool or you're a serial killer. Yeah, and I was just like, how do you... I don't even have a closet full of clothes at that point. (laughs) I don't even have a closet. I'm 25, you know? Um, And uh, But this man was prepared. And so if you are one of those people, I think this is great to immerse Mm -hmm. yourself in the holiday and uh, give yourself something to look forward to when that holiday rolls around. Because also, you usually have a little time off around that holiday, hopefully. Yeah. Not everyone, but hopefully on Christmas Day, you get to sit at home for a little while. I know a bunch of people just had off Veterans Day. Maybe that's the one you love. Uh, like that we <laughs> Love Veterans Day. If that's your favorite holiday, you could save a book and read it on that day so you have something to look forward to for your holiday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, what about you? Do you think people should be giving these holiday books a try? I 100% think so. They should be so. finding the St. Patrick's Day book of their dreams. Oh, <laughs> I would read that. See, even like anything that we're that throwing out. Um, uh, I think it's an unconsensual Christmas oh, holiday. Because <laughs> people get really drunk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think uh, it's the anti-kissing holiday. Um, so I agree with you. I think if you were a holiday person, this is good. But I just realized that this also might be good if you were not a holiday person. Okay. If you were a Grinch. And you're like, I fucking hate Christmas. And I get real grumpy about it. Yeah. It might be fun to experience someone else's happiness. Okay. And jump into a book. I love that idea. Or if you're like, I have a hard time getting into the holiday spirit. We're glassers. What else can get you in the spirit of something better than a goddamn book? Yeah. So if you are, maybe you're sad around a certain holiday or you're having a hard time, you know, Valentine's Day is a real mm-hmm. 50-50 shot. Sometimes people are really excited for Valentine's Day. Sometimes people want to kick someone in the teeth. Mm-hmm. So it maybe you can jump into somebody some fictional character's life and enjoy it vicariously through them or maybe you read a horror book set at valentine's day and then you get to like yeah. uh, you know stab someone in the way you you want to <laughs> wow okay so final question bria what is a holiday you want to see more books set during well, I did a, a search for Easter and found almost nothing. Wow. And I was like, okay, that seems like a horror book set in Easter would be killer. Like, yeah. how is there not one? I'm Giant sure rabbits. Yeah. Finding, trying, all going on hunts for yes, things. Yes, all sorts of things. You but, just like Easter because there's chocolate. I, that might be it. <laughs> I, you know what? There was a, like a cozy mystery Easter one I think I saw. there. Yeah, I'm sure there's a cozy mystery for every holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. As with all like... You know, go go weird. Go Fourth of July if you're doing a romance one. Like, there's some like ones where it's like, oh yeah, that doesn't make. Go Arbor Day. Go Veterans Day. You know, mm-hmm. like that that can be like. I think there's some. Go fun, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. There you go. I think there can be some fun ones that you wouldn't necessarily think that could be fun to write during. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not searching for these, so I would leave these up to the people who are the actual fans of the holidays. Memorial like real... Day weekend romances. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real Flag Day head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about you? What are you, what are you looking for? I want, don't, I don't even care what fucking genre it is. I want a beer centric Oktoberfest. Oh, okay. Okay. I've already decided I, it could be a cozy mystery. It can be a romance. Honestly, it can be anything, but my favorite things, booze and autumn put together in one yeah. book. Folks, if you have an Oktoberfest book, fucking send it to me. Great. I want it. Great. Cause it's just, it's a fun time. I want the pretzels. I want the, the, the lagers. Is there like a cheese sauce you dip Pub in? Pub cheese, beer cheese. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. 
It's just, I think it's just cheese and beer. Almost everything I know about Oktoberfest I learned from Atlanta. <laughs> the show Atlanta. <laughs> I'm sure that, I mean, there's not a lot to know about it. Okay, okay. But it's that's, that's... Drinking and Lederhosen or something, right? Yeah, in autumn. Okay, I mean, okay. beautiful. Uh-huh. What else could you want? That I'm very excited. Someone someone send, send them to me or I'll just have to write one myself. Uh, so you can send your thoughts on holiday reads to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we talk about book tech and reader pain, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Microdose Gummies. Folks, there's a lot of holiday stress happening right now. We're all stressed out about deadlines, trying to get presents, try to order your holiday gifts for people before the cutoff date, try to wrap them. There's just a lot of stuff going on. And you know what can help you with that holiday stress? Maybe help you sleep a little better, just make you uh, not want to tear your hair out. Microdose Gummies. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. All sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Folks, again, somehow this month is supposed to be the most celebratory month, but we all know it turns into the most stressful one. There's so many things to do, and if you're finding yourself anxious, you're having a hard time sleeping because you're trying to keep track of your naughty and nice list in your head, it can make sleeping and relaxing rough. You know, maybe you are a creative person and all the holiday hustle and bustle is getting in the way with that. Microdose gummies can help with all of it. You can give it a try. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use glasses to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code glasses. Glasses. Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in live culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Night-night. Time to look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. We are solving a book tech problem today from Van, who writes in... Hello, Brian Mallory. I've been a longtime listener and Slack community member and enjoy the show so much. I'm actually now going through the archives for a second time because it makes my long commute home so much more enjoyable. I also love both of your work outside of the podcast and recommend girly drinks to everyone. Wow, Van, thank you. I was wondering if you could do an episode on reading pain, like actual physical pain of reading and how to cope. I'm struggling right now with carpal tunnel related issues from writing so much, but it also makes reading tough because holding books or e-readers, turning the page, etc. can be painful i wonder if there are more of us out there haha either way just wanted to send some good vibes your way and hope you both have a wonderful holiday season pretty sure we got this last year but but we're back at the holidays we're back at the holidays baby van perfect timing mallory (laughs) you are not alone because we actually received i think four other emails like this so we put together a short list of book tech that will help van and other readers who are struggling with physical pain issues bria what are the what's the first one so the automatic page turner for e-readers that we reviewed 
um, that a lot of people are like, you can get under a cozy blanket and don't ever have to move your hands. But you also, it makes it easier for you to not have to reach over and touch the e-reader to turn the page. So this is like a little page turner you put on your e-reader and then you have a little clicker in your hand and you just press a button on your hand instead of having to actually turn reach and turn the page of your e-reader. Yes. Am I and explaining you, that well? Yeah, you don't even okay. have to move your wrist at all. You no. just click it with your thumb. With your thumb. And you so can keep your thumb your hand- is not feeling terribly shitty, then you're then that's the one doing the major work. Yes. You can keep your hand in a pretty neutral position too, which is nice. You yeah, you can put your e-reader in some sort of holder so you don't have to hold it or you can prop it up on something so you don't have to be holding it the whole time. Well, that's our next tip is yes. is getting some sort of stand for your book or e-reader that keeps your book at eye level so yeah. you don't have to Tilt your head down in any way if you're having neck problems. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people do. Yeah. I pulled my my neck sleeping a few weeks ago. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, to, welcome your to your 30s, baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking down can hurt. So there's, you Google or look on Amazon, there's a ton of different stands. We've reviewed some. We're actually about to review one within yep. the next few episodes. But they have all kinds of stands that can hold a book at any place in front of your face that is more comfortable. Speaking of elevation, what's the next one? That um, get a book bean. The old bean. Mallory loves these. You want to talk Ooh. about it? I love this book. Like, it, that's literally what it's called. It's called a book bean. We'll put a link in the show notes, but you can Google book bean. And it's basically a bean-shaped pillow that sits on your lap and it, one, it looks cute, but also it elevates your book a little bit. I think it's like, it's probably like eight inches thick. So it elevates your book enough so you're tilting your head down less. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the angle of your neck might not seem like a big deal when you're reading for a few minutes, but if you're sitting there for a couple hours, it can cause some strain. So we love the book being, it can also help keep your book, like if you're laying on your side or something, it's great for propping your book up and it can really help with those kinds of things. And then, we pulled a hot book tip from friend of the show, Liberty Hardy. Mm-hmm. And when I found out Liberty did this, it blew my fucking mind, Bria. <laughs> what is it? It is connecting your ebook on your phone and connecting it and projecting it onto your TV. Or you can buy, I was just looking up little mini projectors. You could also Whoa. buy a little mini projector and could do it that way as well. But wow. like finding a way to project it onto your television so that way you are not looking down at all. You're not bending over you're just straight up looking at your television which is usually high up on a wall yeah i am i was totally flabbergasted when i found out liberty did this so we at home we have an apple tv and if you have an apple tv and an apple phone you can what's called like throwing your phone to the tv you like hook up the two of them and then you could just like in your phone settings like click project to tv or whatever it is to to TV. And uh, I do this sometimes when I want to show my boyfriend cute videos of things. And I'm like, hey, I know you're watching something, but look. And I just like put my phone up on the TV and I'm like, look at this cat. It's doing a cute thing. But you could do that with your fucking book. Like you open, yeah, open Libby, Libby up and then throw your phone to the TV and then you can scroll on your phone. Like I was like, I, I have to, tr- we, I think we need to like, oh test yeah, we should, this. we should test it. We should test this I out. I was about to add a, maybe a mini projector to our Amazon wish list too. Does that seem like a good idea? I think that's a great idea. I also want to say, this is a good time to think about other pains regarding reading, which is something we don't talk about enough. And just like, hey, if you're reading and you're getting headaches, it may be because you're squinting. So like, mm-hmm. think about that as well. Um, there's just like, since we're talking about pain generally, if it's happening to you, go get your eyes checked or make that print bigger on your ebook. Oh yeah, um, there's no shame in a giant. I love no a huge shame. print. Y'all, I'm up to like size 10 right now. Like I am massive print. And I just find... And no strain, then you don't get a headache. It's great. And also, it makes you feel like you're reading faster. It does, because you get to turn the page more often. It tricks your brain into thinking you're fucking flying. It's so true. But yes, so um, just speaking of reading pain generally, if y'all are having that problem, go get your eyes checked. 
Agreed. Yeah. Well, uh, Van, hopefully one of these is helpful to you in some way. And if you found something else that helps that we did not list, let us know. Send your book tech ideas or solutions to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Hey, Brian Mallory, love the podcast. Thanks so much for filling my life with bookish fun. My problem is this. When I read a book at night, I can't stop reading. And suddenly I'll find myself awake at 3 a.m. Usually it only applies to romance, probably because I'm waiting for the juicy action and the happy ending. But it also could be other genres, too. It doesn't happen every single book, but let's say eight out of ten times. I like to read in the evening before bed, and it's also the only time I really have in my day to read. So I don't want to stop reading at night. Also, when I'm cramming the book into a few hours, I realize I'm not fully enjoying the book. How do I act like an adult and control myself so I can enjoy reading and also fall asleep at a reasonable time? Curious to hear if other glassers have this problem as well. Thanks so much again for all the work, you and your your team. <laughs> it's just me and Bria. Yeah. <laughs> Brit helps. Oh, Brit too, but yeah. like it's 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 and like Max fun. And Matt, yeah, but I just like it's just Bria and I in like a one man band suit yeah. <laughs> making everything happen. Me, you, Brit, and a slide whistle. That's what happens with that's how we make reading glasses. But thank you for thanking us to make this podcast happen. Bria, what do you think this listener should do? Well, we had a similar question to this before, haven't we? We have a lot of sleeping reader problems. Okay, okay, okay. Um, because I have the opposite problem where I get in bed and I'm like, I'm gonna do some reading. I read one page <laughs> and then I'm like. When did I fall asleep last night? I have no idea. But this problem where the book is too exciting and the person isn't going to sleep, I feel like we've talked about something similar. I actually have found this problem lately. Mallory knows I just read Yellow Face. Can't put it down. And I was so worried about this protagonist. You were worried so about her. Concerned. I wanted to hit her with my car. All, all of it. It's like, it's like a really interesting, delicate balance between yeah. being angry with her and also worrying about what's going to happen to her. Because yeah. I know something bad is coming. It's dread. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was concerned. I have concerns, okay? And I was like, you know, fuck it. I, I'm going to have to finish this so I can go the fuck to sleep or read something <laughs> else. I started reading like a really boring book. But I think reading for this person is not part of your bedtime routine. I think that, you know, Mallory has some good tips that she's going to give you. But it feels like you need to read for a bit and then start your actual bedtime routine, mm-hmm. which is apparently very important for going to sleep. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist, but <laughs> I. But this is what I hear. Like you're a book read, scientist here on Reading Glasses. Read for a bit. Read for an hour. Read for 20 minutes. Read for however much, however long you think you're going to read, and then go wash your face. Put the book down. Not near your bed. It's like your phone. It's like people who are like, you know, you scroll your phone in bed at night. That is not helping you sleep. You know who puts his phone in a different place when he sleeps? Mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> But go and just then start your bedtime routine. Wash your face, brush your teeth, put on your PJs, whatever you do to get tired. You could maybe read a boring book, but I'm going to say probably not. Because if your brain's too excited and it's like when you're scrolling Instagram, but just go to sleep and then it's like that dopamine just keeps hitting your brain over and over again. It's like your brain doesn't want to go to sleep if something exciting is happening. It's like I got to stay up and see what the fuck is going on. So I think your body is telling you what it needs. Your body is like, hey— I'm too excited about I'm too reading. excited. I'm too excited about reading. You got to stop reading. So I think you have to really limit yourself and then go get ready for bed. This is not part of your bedtime routine, unfortunately, at this moment in your life. It could change. That's a great tip, though, is to re- like pick however long you want to read and then go do your bedtime shit. And then go do your bedtime shit and then get in bed. But yeah. don't, don't try to combine them if you cannot combine them. Like, 
I really wish I could play the New York Times puzzles in bed because I love playing the New York Times puzzles on their gaming app. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people I know are really addicted to these right now. I do the I do the Wordle every. That's the first thing I do every I, day. I do too in bed every mm-hmm. day. That's how I wake up. But I want to play it at night too. Yeah, because I can do the crossword puzzles at night. And because and, you're sitting there in bed, and wouldn't it be like, so fun? But I know if I do that, my brain is awake like significantly longer. Yes, because that sure. is like pure joy to me, and it and mm-hmm. it stimulates my brain or whatever. Yes. And I think that's the problem that you're having with reading. And you know what? I think this is great because at least you found the books that you like. You know, mm-hmm. at least you've like found some really great books. But I think right now this is not part of your bedtime. What about you? What do you, what is your advice for the non-sleeper? You know what I was thinking? Wouldn't it be fucking cool if, you know how on your iPhone you can like limit your time on social media? So like you're on Instagram and it's like, you used up your time for the day. Yeah. Add another 15 minutes or close. I wish you could do that on e-readers. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. How cool would that be? I was going to say that this Glasser can set a chapter limit, but that would require self-discipline and that's the problem in the first (laughs) place. And I say this because I have the same fucking problem. So I have a couple weird ideas. Okay. First one. One thing that helps me is taking a melatonin before I start reading so then I get real sleepy and have to put the book down. No matter how exciting it is. Do a drug. A natural drug. (laughs) Do a drug. (laughs) We encourage you to do a drug. (laughs) One drug, please. Uh, It's true, though, because I have the same, you know, problem. I'm definitely a one more chapter person. But if I take a melatonin, you know, about 25, 30 minutes in, my brain's like, Hey, yeah, I know that they're chasing the murderer, but uh, it's time to sleep. Um, (laughs) So that helps me. Uh, The other thing is either setting an actual timer or I like picking an ambiance video on YouTube. Pick one that's like an hour long. And then for an hour, you're sitting there reading to the magical fairy cottage or whatever Mm. it is. And then an hour later, it's like... Have you ever tried native deodorant? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, wow. And it really, it, it, when you were, four, it really does do that. It's so jarring. I know, I hate it. <laughs> I really do. Uh, but because of that, you have to put the book down and pick your phone up and turn off the mm-hmm. album, turn off the timer, turn off the YouTube video, whatever you got going on. And that'll break your concentration and literally force you physically. <laughs> it's just so funny because that is exactly what happens. Is you'll be watching something you like and then it starts screaming at you. Oh, they're all so you're loud. Like, Why are you screaming at me now? And also, it was like not even streaming properly. And now, for some reason, it plays perfectly, perfectly. and perfectly. loudly. Yeah, absolutely perfectly. <laughs> so irritating. It's like I can't get a fucking video to load on my phone, but unless it's like, oh, Duracell batteries, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like you get, I, I swear to God, I think you get extra phone signal no, for no. ads. No, no, you do. There is a thing where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it There's like, it ups the, um, yeah, I, I can't remember what it is, but someone explained this to me. But yes, for ads, they're like on a different level of like what you can get. Yeah. Ugh, they, you can always play through the ad. Infuriating. Yeah. But anyway, because of this, if you, unless you want to listen to an ad for KFC or whatever it is, <laughs> you have to put, you have to physically put your book down and stop whatever's happening. And okay. I think that'll be a big help to this classer. Just like what you were saying is you have to like, because it, it's just, if you're just sitting there and not moving, it's so easy to be like, well, I can do another chapter. Mm-hmm. It's like choosing fit more 15 more minutes on your social media ban on your phone. And you're like, I can do a little more. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a little more after that. But if you have to be like, oh, I have to put this book down. I at least personally find it easier to be like, all right, fine. I already put the book down. I've turned this YouTube ad off. Like, it's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So drug yourself and then listen to YouTube. <laughs> be a Gen Zer, I guess, is really what I'm saying. No, don't, don't, don't do any bad drugs. Just melatonin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are Gen Zs doing bad drugs? 
I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought Do that's I look like were... a person who? I thought that you were implying oh. that. Okay, I don't know. No, but I think that's what cool. It's a cool thing. Oh, oh, oh. It's not cool to do drugs, guys. This, this is a horrible. This whole thing is terrible. <laughs> but what I, I, I just think, uh, I don't know. These are things that help me, and we would love to know for this listener if, uh, if either of these tips will help you get to sleep, but also get some reading in, get that balance in your life. Let us know. And if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods over on Facebook who run our Facebook fan group. And remember, you want to stay warm. It's officially December. It's real fucking chilly out there. You want a sweatshirt that says library user on it? Yes, you do. What am I talking about? Of course you do. Go to our Void March store. There's a link in the show notes. You'll look real cute and bookish, and we'll be able to feed our cats for another day. And if you like the show and want to get Bria and I a Christmas gift, wouldn't you love to get us a Christmas gift that costs you nothing? Go on whatever podcast listening app you use. Go to the mobile app on your phone. That's redundant. And give us a five-star rating or a lovely review. It really is great for us. It warms our little holiday hearts, but it also helps uh, attract more listeners to the show and gets us more glassers in this lovely little community. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks Thanks for for reading. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.